first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Hello and welcome to the 52 Weeks Podcast. This is Tracy, Melody, and Steph, and we are so excited to be back again talking about our goals and this week's topic, which is meditation. So to start off the conversation, I am going to just dive right into meditation and then we'll report on our weeks. So here we go. Um, The challenge this past week was to do one meditation. So to meditate at least one time and people could either do a mantra meditation just a sitting and sort of directing themselves back to their breathing so a breathing meditation which is just that you focus you go back to your breath as your mind kind of wanders off you invite it to come back to to your breath or to maybe a word or something like that so i also sent them i sent to steph and to melody a tony robbins meditation a morning meditation and that was an option as well so I am going to turn the time over to Melody, and you can tell us what you, what was it like for you? All right. So I meditated twice this week. I did, I meditated once in the bathtub, which was awesome. And I also did the Tony Robbins meditation. So I'm going to start with the Tony Robbins meditation. So it was interesting. I really love the idea of meditation. And I thought back to the very first episode when I was like, my goal is to be able to meditate for a full hour by the end of the year. And I barely meditated. Um, I really like the idea of meditation. But every time I sit down and meditate, I feel this resistance. And I, I have thoughts like, this is weird. This is a waste of time. But, but. I fight those thoughts. I'm like, no, this is really good. And I'm just, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to be open to this. And it's always kind of this struggle when I get into meditation. I will be, so there are parts of the Tony Robbins meditation I enjoyed and parts I didn't. To be totally honest, I feel like my style of meditation is not Tony Robbins style. I do feel like Tony Robbins style is very, uh, honestly, by the end, I, I felt kind of anxious because it was a very loud, kind of yelly meditation. And I had a really hard time thinking over Tony Robbins' voice. Um, so it was a little bit intense for me personally. Um, but the, the part that I really liked about his meditation is when he said to, to grab moments, to reach out and grab moments that you accomplish something or where you're really happy. And he said to grab those moments from the past and from the future. And so some of the things I thought of, um, some of my moments were dancing in the kitchen with my family, um, doing fun things with friends. Some of my future moments, I imagine like getting my first sponsorship, um, having my first child. And it was really fun to, to think about 
all of these things, I did realize that I did struggle with, this is a really interesting observation is, it was really easy for me to grab and fully experience my memories from childhood up until I graduated high school. It was a lot harder for me to grasp and fully experience memories after I graduated high school and on. And I'm trying to figure out why. I feel like I kind of have become hardened and it's harder to feel those memories. Um, so that's something I need to do a little bit more inter internal work around. Um, the bathtub meditation was awesome because I actually did that last night. Steph and I had a flipping freezing run last <laughs> night and it started out raining and then it started hailing and then it started snowing and I was so cold. And also our thermostat is broken right now. So oh our house God. is so cold. So I came home and I hopped in a warm bath and um, I've, I did this meditation where I just, I saw black and I, I kind of made this up, but I kind of know like the basics of, of meditation, right? You're supposed to let a thought come and you observe the thought and let it go out. And kind of what happened is I just, I saw black in my mind. And when I had a thought, the thought popped up in a bubble and then the bubble just kind of floated away. And then another thought would pop up in a bubble and the bubble would float away. And it was really, I thought it was really fun to kind of imagine that, oh, oh there's a, there's a thought, pop, oh, there's a thought. And I actually did have moments where I wasn't thinking of anything. It was so interesting. I don't know how to explain that feeling of not, like there was nothing on my mind. I wasn't seeing anything. I wasn't thinking anything. That is a very rare occurrence for myself. So that, that was just interesting and it was nice. And I wasn't able to hold on to that meditation for a long time. I, I probably did that for about 10, 10 to 15 minutes. And, and after that, I was just completely exhausted. It was exhausting to do that. Um, but I, I felt cleaner and I felt lighter and it was really nice. And I think I'm, I'm going to start just throwing in pieces of that throughout my day. If I have an extra three minutes, if I can just close my eyes and do a little bubble pop meditation, um, I'm going to, gonna try to fit that in when I can so that that was my experience meditation this week that's awesome I find it interesting that you thought it was exhausting to do the bubble pop thing that it exhausted you yeah it was it's really hard to get my mind to not go wild <laughs> interesting and if that exhausted you to like make the effort to I mean, because I feel like part of it too for me is that I, when I do meditate, I'm more relaxed. So like, oh, yeah. I feel a lot more relaxed than I do feel like, so in some ways I'm like ready to sleep. So maybe it does exhaust me because I want to sleep instead of like, so that's kind of interesting. And maybe that's more what I meant. Like I was really tired afterwards and I also was sitting in a warm bath. I had just run, it was late at night and I was just ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of your body was spent as well, but that you did that. I feel like that helps yeah. me down. So I also like how um, you talked about, because um, I feel like Tony Robbins, what I like about that, particular um, meditation is that it reminds you that your mind has the capacity to remember positive things 
and experiences and that we should draw on our positive memories to help change our state. I think that's exceptionally powerful. So I, I loved when you talked about dancing with your family in the kitchen and being able to see some of those things and also the observation that it was all before um, your adult life. <laughs> yeah, I got some work to do there. Yeah, that's so good. I, thanks for doing it. Way to go. And I love the bubble meditation. What a cool visualization. I love that. All right, Steph, what about you? So when you gave us this challenge, Tracy was like, Steph, you're going to hate this because meditation isn't really my jam. Um, but so Tony Robbins, so I haven't done, like, the times I've done meditation is, like, where my friend has me go to yoga, and at the end they meditate, or in gym class, you used to have to sit there and meditate, right? Like, and so it's always been very calm and, like, deep breaths. So Tony's where it was, like, the arms up, that was interesting, um, and I don't know if I like that because, <laughs> but just because it didn't like keep you calm, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but I, I agree with Melody. I liked how he had you picture stuff, but I also realized it was sort of hard for me to pick memories because it was like, by the time I got a memory, it was moved on to something else. So I think that meditation is something that is sort of a skill that you become better at. Um, so, but I liked the visualizing, um, like how he would have you pick a moment and then how he would have you visualize a future moment, right? Um, and there was an area that he talked about that I was like, I can't really think of anything, but then I could think of like a future. And I was like, you know what? That's actually okay, you know, I don't know. So, um, so I did like that. And then I liked how he ended it. Like it was just empowering of that we are, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was just like the way that he ended was just like, okay, you got this, you can do this. You're creating your own, like you can take those thoughts and turn them into actions. Yeah. I think that, um, I'm just like proud of you for doing it. Way to go, Steph. You did it. Way to go. <laughs> I was proud of me too. It was hard to sit yeah. to that go. still for 15 minutes. Yeah, way to go. I'm super proud of you. Um, I actually think that the reason why Tony does the like, so if you, for those of you who are listening, he has you lift your arms up above your hand and then you, I'm, I'm above your head and then you snap them down and you breathe out through your nose. So you go, <laughs> And the reason why he does that, um, my, my, I don't actually know his answer to that. Like, I don't know what he would say, why he has you do that. But I think it's actually to wake you up so that you're not in such a sedated state that you're not cognizant. He wants you to be awake during the experience. And if you're like me, a meditator, I'm more of a sleepitator than I am a meditator. Mm -hmm. so for me, I can just like sleepitate at any point, but... So I think he does the movement with the arms and also the um, rhythmic breathing of closing your mouth and breathing through your nose in that kind of a way is actually a stimulator to your brain. Um, and so I think he does those things scientifically for scientific purposes um, to kind of wake up your body. 
and have you get into a more um, restful state actually, but awakened that you're not like completely unaware. So for me, Tony, one of the biggest challenges I've had with his particular meditation is how quickly he moves. Yeah. So I want yeah, to yeah. think about what is the thing. I'm like, wait, when is a happy, what's a like happy? It takes part? a second for your mind to think of different. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And so for me, one of the things that the first time I ever did this meditation, I cried. Like it like brought a lot of tears to my, my, my eyes because I was, I was really touched by the memories I thought of. I had some really beautiful memories come to my mind and they had just happened. I had been in California with my family um, at the new year and we had just had like, I'd had these really special moments with my family. And so I was using those moments to bring and because they were so fresh, it was like really powerful. And so I've been trying, one of the things that this meditation has done for me is it's made me reflect, not made me, but it has invited me at the end of my days to reflect on the positive emotions I've experienced that day. So I will ask myself, you know, what was, when did I feel any positive? What were the emotions I experienced today that were positive? And I will think of moments that come to my mind. And I just think that that's one of the things we're trying to re what he's trying to help you do is he's trying to create a new neural pathway and movement helps support a new neural pathway. So he's trying to have, he's incorporating movement so that you guys can build that neural pathway. That's my own personal belief is because he's a huge movement person. Tony totally believes that movement in, and it's not just belief, it's like science, right? So I think it's interesting to see that he uses those things. And I know he does it for um, a certain purpose, but it's very intense. It's very Tony, very much so. Here's the next thing. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. And it's like, yeah, I love that. But it's also just like find what you can, like find something that works for you and then like invite that in. So one of the things I just listened to um, before this was I just want to share a few of the benefits of meditation because one of the things that I normally do is that I listen to guided meditations that are much more calming and I, I use Brooke Snow because I'm in her creation coach program. I have access to her meditation channel and so I listen to her meditations and they're, they're very calm. But even sometimes I think I'm a naturally, like if I were to follow my natural path, my meditations are like just me sitting there and I can go into nothing land now because I've done it so much. So I can go nowhere, hang out there and then be like, Oh, I'm coming back, you know, but I can go to no land. I can go to nowhere, you know? Um, and that's actually one of the things that what is meditation? Like what are the benefits of meditation? One, it increases your positive emotions, compassion, immune function, control over emotions and ability to focus. And then it decreases anxiety, stress, pain, feelings of loneliness and depression. And so I think if you, and here's the benefits of meditation, you don't see them quickly. I don't think, I think it's a slower, that you see the progress in a slower way. And sometimes that's frustrating. <laughs> So I think sometimes we see like immediate benefits, which I think some people do, but 
I think a lot of times meditation is like a slower, like you see the benefits, not because one of my favorite quotes is um, between stimulus and response, there is a space. This is by Viktor Frankl. And he says, in that space lies your capacity to, or he says like, okay, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies your destiny, basically, is what he's saying. Because he says that's the space where you decide how you respond. And so, I, and that's not exactly how it goes. But what I think is that I feel like meditation makes the space a little longer. It helps you become aware of the space between stimulus and between response. So I am seeing some of the benefits of meditation in my life, but I feel like they're so subtle that it's sometimes easy to miss. But when I first started meditating, I saw huge benefits. So I'm grateful that I have had other times where it was like, I, like I was prompted by the spirit to go to meditate. That was back in 2017. And that's when I first, I was struggling a lot with anxiety and it was like, meditate, meditate, meditate. And I feel like meditation is what helped me was the bridge that helped me get out of fight or flight. And so um, that's, I, I'm a huge believer in meditation, like a huge believer in meditation. But I don't think you see the benefits unless you do like a little bit, even like five minutes in the morning and being like, I love and I accept you stuff. You can do a mantra meditation or you can just do like, I'm just going to be here and like do the bubble meditation, right? Kind of let things come and go. Um, but I just think that the benefits come from the consistency. And over time, you'll see like, oh, wow, I can. So for example, last night, my um, I've been doing my taxes and my TurboTax crashed on me two times and I've had to redo them. So I'm on my third through time through my, my taxes and my taxes are no joke. And so it's, it's a process. I do enjoy doing my taxes, which is weird. I like it, but, um, but it's like, wow, you know, I don't want to do this three times. <laughs> I'd like to like be done. But the lesson is that I need to save them every five minutes. So <laughs> that's the lesson. And I haven't done that and literally have lost my taxes every time. So um, it's been sad. But at the same time, I feel like when it first happened, it was just kind of like, oh, no. And the second time it happened, it was like, oh, no. Um, but I feel like I didn't have a negative response initially. It's just like, okay, right? Um, but I feel like the negative response showed up later with David that I was like, oh, I'm sad about it, you know, but I don't feel like initially I was upset. I was just kind of like, bummer. <laughs> anyway, and I feel like those are some of the benefits that come from meditation is that there's times where you're like not as short of a fuse. So I have a question for you. With meditating, mm -hmm. do you always have to be like sitting, having you be quiet? Because I find that like if I'm running, especially longer distance, that's when my mind all think about nothing. And I think that that's actually meditation. So people would say there's so many ways. There's breathing, there's movement meditation. Like I'll go walking and I'll consider it a meditation because I've just gone to like sort of sit. And sometimes it's like just letting myself think, like letting yeah. myself have those thoughts and not being, not judging the thoughts, just kind mm -hmm. of like letting them come and go. So, cause that's really what meditation is. It's just like letting yourself observe. It's becoming the observer. 
instead of the judger, <laughs> not judging anything, just letting it all be there and be like, okay. Hmm. So you can do that if you're moving, you can do that if you're walking, you can do that if you're, you're biking or if you're running or whatever it is. So that's my takeaway. I do want to throw in that prayer and scripture study and journal writing is a great, great meditation. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's kind of my go-to form of meditation. Um, especially recently, like, like I've said in the past, I, as I've been doing that, I do just feel a lot more like mentally, emotionally stable, a lot more calm. I just remember like, God's got this. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Reaffirms your trust in God. Like for some reason there is, there's this little tipping point that occurs when we're in our scriptures more. So I, I just, I will attach like um, in the show notes this little video I watched about like the benefits of meditation but one of the things that I just think meditation is a lot more open than people think it is like it's a lot more than maybe they're already doing it and they don't even know that they're consciously doing it which is that's great right and I think also in our scripture study or in our prayer or those things I feel like those things are more directed but I think the power of a prayer is that if we actually ask God a question that we sit and like let an answer come. And I would say like that's that's where the meditation is most powerful is that we're actually listening to God. So and I just wanted to add with Tony's, I think that I think I'm someone that I just naturally visualize stuff and I didn't realize I think until talking to you one day, Tracy, with our coaching session that like that's sometimes harder for people. And it was interesting how it was harder for me to remember specific memories. But it was easy for me with like the visualizing of how I want things to be or like certain moments that he was talking about, like a moment that you're proud of or whatever. And um, but like as like, I think that um, that's what I liked about his is it just like reminded you to visualize certain things. And I think that there is such power in like being thinking of all the details. I remember the girl wash your face book. Who is that? Who wrote girl wash your face? Um, what is her name? Rachel what? something, right? Yeah, Rachel Hollis, Rachel Hollis. Okay. Rachel Hollis, how she said, um, you know, she like really wanted a Prada bag or like some bag, some nice bag. And she just pictured how that would be, or she really wanted to be married to Ben Affleck. <laughs> And she pictured how it would be to meet him. Like, it was all these, like, little things. Do you remember that in her book? I I don't remember. So you're the one that got me to watch that and read that yeah. book because you loved it so much. But she, like, really pictured all the details of things and, like, how she would feel and what she would do when she got the bag and what she would wear it with and everything. And so um, I think that there's huge power in the visualization. And I think also knowing that about yourself, like knowing that's your strength, like play to the strengths that you have, because visualization is super tough for me. But when I get a visualization, sometimes I feel like I get a download of like, oh, here's something I can actually see in the future. I'm so grateful for those moments because they come very rarely to me. So for me, it's almost like I treasure visualizations because they aren't easy for me. I'm like, it's like, I feel like you, you visualize in color and I visualize in black and white and it's like fuzzy and it doesn't, 
come through very clearly. So just kind of interesting. Like I think also though, it doesn't mean I can't experience like positive things. It's just that it's interesting. It's not my strength. It's not my natural like default setting. Um, and so if I practice it though, it gets better. Like I've noticed that if I actually spend time doing it, it does get stronger, my capacity to visualize. So we can improve, right? Yes. Um, also, so let's let's transition to our, um, oh, and I did want to say this one part. So from the video that I'm going to attach in the show notes, one of the things he said that I thought was so profound is he said, like, for example, I was running the other day and this guy ran behind, he was coming from behind, this is early in the morning with my friend Juan, and he just like sped by us. I screamed. Because that is how I do it. I screamed and I like, like, I literally like went down into a, like a position. Like I went <laughs> and I was like ticked at that guy because he didn't even turn around. He didn't even care. He just kept running. And I was like, what a freaking jerk. Sorry, <laughs> not completely gotten over it. Because we saw him later on the run and he just like pretended like nothing. And I was like, you're, oh, I was super mad at him. And I've had some really bad experiences with male runners like out on the on trails and I'm like you guys are all jerks like you're just selfish people who don't have any concern for anyone else like and I'm like Tracy stop it stop it not all runners are selfish not all runners are selfish so I think I have a story that's been but I had because I know some amazing runners male runners like I ran with the best people in in college so that's not true but I've had a couple I had a guy check me on Moab in Moab on a trail he literally checked me when he ran by me and I was like, so I've had some bad experiences with male runners. I know that sounds so weird, but it just made me so, and I'm so jumpy. I'm such a jumpy person. So people can scare me by looking at me, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's an interesting thing. But um, my friend just kind of looked at me cause I literally like went down. Like it was so funny anyway. But in my mind, what meditation, sorry. The point of the story is that I told myself a story about that guy. Like I immediately told myself a story about him. And honestly, I'm sure if I got to know that guy, I bet he's a great person. He just didn't know what to do when he scared me half to death. He just thought it was probably best to just keep running. <laughs> and, um, I don't blame him at all for that, but I have to say that like, I told myself a story. Can you imagine though being him? You run past someone, she screams and gets in the fetal position and you're just like, I'm going to pretend like I didn't see that. Because <laughs> if he comes like comforts you, that would make it even worse. And also he was like running so fast. <laughs> right? Like he was cruising. Anyway. Yeah, by the time he passed you, he probably just like didn't even have time to process what happened. <laughs> Part of it too was that he wasn't going to turn around because he had a, he was a man with a goal, whatever it was, right? So I was like, but of course I told my story, myself, this story about this guy. And here's the thing is like meditation kind of allows you to be like, do I want to go? It's almost like that happens. The situation happens, but instead of going into a judgment and all these thoughts about it, you can be like, oh, I can just turn off my brain. I can just turn it off. Like just keep running. Do you see what I mean? 
Like yeah. in those moments, instead of like having this whole judgment and dialogue, you can literally be like, huh, I'm not going to think about it. I'm like not going to, I'm not even going to, okay, that happened. Thoughts off. And I'm like, wow, like that's one of the powers of meditation is that it can literally help you like turn off your thoughts <laughs> when your thoughts are not going to help produce a positive emotion. Or a wow. positive emotion. That's really interesting to me. I'm just, I feel like, I feel like something is clicking in my head right now. I'm like, Oh, this is making sense. Like thoughts are making sense. It's just like, instead of thinking a thought and letting those negative feelings fester, just letting that thought go, choosing to let that go. But like, what mean stuff we're talking about before you hopped on Tracy is that's really hard to do when your natural man just wants to be angry at that guy for what he did. It's so hard to like stop, take a breath and just let that go. But then once you let it go, then it's gone. It's done. The work is done. The there's no yucky feelings, but it's just that initial, like, what am I going to do? I, I have a choice here. I'm either going to be angry or I'm going to let this go. What am I going to do? But that that's a hard moment. That's like the pivotal moment. And and if you can let go of negative thought after negative thought after negative thought, just imagine how peaceful and free we would feel. And I feel like you'd have the experience, you'd have the benefits of meditation without meditating just by being able to let go, right? That's like the letting go technique, right? And so I feel like it's that moment where you realize like, I think that guy is, I want to make this judgment about this person because they scared me and put me into fight or flight. Um, but the truth of the matter is like, that that could be true and it could be false. Like my, my thoughts aren't even accurate on that. So who knows, right? Like who knows? So even keeping it up in like, okay, do I wanna go down this thing? Cause I was just like, I wanted to curse at him. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I was in fight or flight, <laughs> right? So I was not happy with him. <laughs> But it also reminded me of the time getting checked on the Moab trail where I was like, I didn't even realize what I had done, but this guy thought I didn't get out of the way enough. And so he checked me and I was just like, wow, wow. Okay. Like, but here's the thing is, is that my group of people who were with me were like, what did that guy just do? Like, seriously? Right. They were all ticked. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that also compounded that experience. I don't think I would have thought anything of it had they not said something. So that also hasn't, mm. you also have to recognize that other people's judgments can also become your judgments. <laughs> Amen, yes, 100%. Uh, <laughs> that's why uh, gossip, that's why our gossip is powerful. I mean, not like why we don't, but I'm saying like, that's why what we say about other people is powerful and we're like, oh, it won't affect me. Hmm. Until you're like, wow, I have negative feelings about this person and I never had a negative interaction with them. Yes. Wow, that's so interesting. That's so true. I do. So on the topic of meditation, I want to throw this in here. I brought this up to you guys before, but this was really powerful to me. But um, I know that you've seen The Chosen. Have you seen The Chosen, Steph? Have you watched that? I've watched a few episodes. Okay. Well, one of the biggest things that stood out to me in The Chosen was how often Jesus would go on a walk by himself. He had to just sleep. He had to just get out of there. And a lot of times... Uh, you know, his apostles are like, where's Jesus? <laughs> you know, like, where is he? Because he was just always off on his own. And and I was like, of course, Jesus has always gone meditating. He's always gone praying and meditating and thinking like, 
I feel like that's what he had to do to be a perfect being. He had to get away and meditate, you know, and that that was really powerful to me. And that that really inspired me to give myself alone time. And honestly, that's that was one of the biggest things that motivated me to like pray and read my scriptures in general, right? To give myself that time so I could center myself. That's profound. That was super profound. Thanks for sharing that, Melody. Wow. Or even you think of like the other, you know, how they always would go to the mountain or like it's like the temple or whatever, but just to have that time. I don't know. I think that is like you see that not just with Jesus, but throughout the scriptures. Um, so I like that example. For sure. Okay, Steph, do you want to start us off by telling us about one of the, your successes from this past week and then what you're planning on doing this following week? So you can report on your goals and tell us, tell us something that also went well. Um, were you going to talk about brick snow at all? I don't know. Was I? Well, you gave us that podcast to listen, and I just wanted to share one thing that I thought. I didn't get to listen to all of it. I listened to about half, but I was telling Melly to this before, um, and she talks about planning for opposition and that you can't ignore the opposition, that a lot of times people are like, you know, it's so great, like life will be wonderful, and she's like, no, you need to plan for the opposition. And that when you're changing, you need to defeat your old self and like plan for that, how to defeat your old self. And I think that that just really rang true to me, especially like this week as um, I have been really trying to get these big goals that I have, right? And there's four things that I'm doing daily and it's been cold, I've been tired, like I haven't wanted to get more steps and stuff. But like defeating your old self is hard, especially yesterday when it was rainy. All I wanted to do was sit in bed, watch a show for hours and just eat junk food, right? Um, but I don't know, I just really love that plan for opposition. And I think that goes like even with Tony and the meditating of, you know, you can visualize this thing, but you could also visualize how you're going to, um, I react when opposition comes. Like, how am I going to react when I just want to be lazy, you know, and I don't want to do it, you know? So I, I, I really took that um, as something of that I wanted to do and plan for. So. Yeah, that's called, and we even, Melody and I used the model that she teaches in this one, which is the whoop. And this oh, yeah, is- Oh, you did that with me last week too. Yeah. We did it in our coaching call specifically, but um, it's, and basically what she said is that, you know, what athletes actually do when they visualize, they don't just visualize themselves on the podium. What they do is they visualize themselves waking up at 5 a.m. They visualize themselves going to the pool, swimming the laps, hitting their, hitting their, um, uh, like hitting their splits. They visualize themselves actually experiencing being in a high intensely intense situation and being able to perform in those intense situations. And so she talked about how, um, anyway, it's called law of creation opposition. That's the particular, I'll also include that in the food, in the, in the 
show notes, but yeah, she's, it, it is an amazing one. And at the end, she does a meditation with you and she walks you through your wish, whatever your wish is, and then your outcome, and then your opposition, and then your plan. Because all of us are going to have times where our schedules get thrown off, when things don't go as planned. Welcome to life. And so what do we do when those things come up? And how do we overcome it in those moments? Instead of just planning for things to be perfect, which they aren't, you plan for the opposition and how you're going to respond to the opposition. Yeah, I just love that. I think that gave me a whole new thing to just sort of visualize and stuff. So I think that's great. But um, my in talking about my goals from last week, I didn't make them a priority. I was doing other things, so I didn't get the hour of social media. And then I wanted to like clean off my desk because there's like all these things to do on my desk. And I didn't do that either. So I'm going to make those a priority this week because they're two things that I really do want to get done. Like I have things on my desk that I need to go through and return and stuff. So Awesome. And a victory from this past week? Oh, and a victory. I would say, like, the victory has been, okay, so I'm getting 22,000 steps a day, right? And um, on Saturday, we went to Lagoon, and we did Rattlestake Rapids three times, and it was already cold to begin with, and then we did the log ride, right? So, like, we're leaving, like, soaked. And then we went to dinner afterwards, and I didn't eat with my friends because... I don't want to use my remainder points on ramen and that just didn't sound good to me. So I waited to eat for like two hours. So I got home, I was cold, I was hungry, and I still had 11,000 steps to go. And so I just like showered, got warm, and then went back into the cold and got those. And I've done that a lot this week, even like last night with Melody, like on a run it was freezing and snowing but I just keep on thinking like this is when like champions are made what champions are made of when you're the only one out on the trail and it starts hailing on you you know that you're a champion you are a champion and to add it add to it you know there's been a few times when you're running that you pee your pants right like you just can't get to the bathroom that happened to me last night. <laughs> so I was talking to Melody. <laughs> so it's <No>. cold. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sharing the story on here. Other runners can relate. But you know, like, I've only had that happen one other time. But it was just one of those days. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Steph, you're running in hail and wet pants it's late at night like you are a champion (laughs) Steph though honestly I'm not even thinking about the physical side of it it's just the fact that you can get yourself to do it at those moments I am seriously amazed and I feel like you didn't hit your like specific goals that you set on this podcast to do but Steph you have been crushing it you have been crushing it and I just you know, I know, I know not every single person gets to see, but Steph is freaking like killing it right now. She's doing so good. And Steph is doing so much for her, her goals. And it's amazing. Steph is just an inspiration to Melody and I 100%. Well, thank you. And I, like, seriously, your podcast of listening to Matt Silly 
and that like moderation is the top of the pyramid like it just makes me be like no i have to have these like set things because it makes it easier for me to get them like if i'm just like oh do i want to run today how do i feel i'm not gonna run like i'm not there yet <laughs> i'm not gonna get out and walk you know yeah i think just to put that into perspective like you still had eleven thousand steps that's almost five miles you went out and walked five miles to get those steps. That's insane. Yeah. It felt I, insane. Feel like, I feel like when you say 22,000, I'm like, 22,000 is what I get when I go to Disney World. And I'm gone all day long, walking all day long, and I still, like, walked, and then I lose my car in the parking lot. You know, like, that's how many steps I get. But you're doing that every single day. So well, you don't want to know partly why I did a big goal. It's because... Like, if I really want to be the runner that I want to be, it's going to take hours a day, right? And so I'm already, like, banking those hours into my schedule of, um, like, getting in that habit. I don't know. Like, because I just was like, if I really want this, I need to start investing now. That's, that's really smart. And then eventually you can turn those walking hours into running hours. Yeah. And it won't be feel as much of a sacrifice, so... That's awesome. What about you, Melody? So my goals for last week was to continue reading my scriptures, continue the cold showers, and I wanted to focus on just going with the flow, surrendering, letting things be. Um, I didn't read my scriptures every single day, but I read them most days, and my pretty green scriptures make me so excited, and I picked out colored pencils to mark my scriptures with they're the color of camouflage so i have this pretty green book of mormon and i'm marking it camouflage style and it literally makes me so excited to sit down and read so that has been really good and when i read so i set a timer on my timer block for 30 yeah. minutes and the 30 minutes includes, so reading my scriptures and also includes saying a prayer and writing in my prayer journal. You guys, prayer journaling has changed my life. That, because just, just sitting and trying to listen for an answer, that's really hard. But when I write my question in a journal, God answers me and I, I can write his answer on the page. And, and I love that I can go back and I can refer to it. I can look at the answers that he's given me and this, this is actually really cool. I wasn't going to show this, but I'm going to show this. So this prayer journal that I have, it literally is just a, a like cheap little journal that I got from the dollar store. But it, it has, how do I explain this? When I touch that journal, like my body is filled with the spirit. When I pick up that journal, I can feel God's light in that journal. It has become such a sacred thing. And um, that... I just, I noticed that this week as I picked up that journal and I just, that was just another confirmation to me that like this, I mean, the gospel is true. God is there. He's listening. And this is a journal filled with his words to me. And it's amazing. I love it. So scripture study has gone well. Um, I took one cold shower this week. My goal is two to three. So I'm, I need to take one today. Um, I've noticed it's a lot harder to take cold showers when I'm like pumped up and feeling good. I'm like, yeah, cold shower. But when it's when it's cold outside, when it's been a hard day, I just want to get into a warm shower. It's way harder. So it's a lot harder for me this 
this week, but I'm going to continue to try to do that. I'm getting a lot better at going with the flow. Uh, it's just something that I'm reminding myself every day. I'm just realizing that, I know, I'm just realizing that what is, is, and there's so many things I can't control, and that, that has given me a lot more peace uh, and a lot more clarity. Um, and it's helped me be a lot, it's helped me be grateful. I feel a lot more grateful for what I have and for where I'm at. So that's been really good. My success for the week is I've, I've noticed growth in myself. I, I feel like, again, this is something I was telling Steph. I feel like I've done a lot of work when it comes to learning about emotions and learning about tools. And I feel like I, I have the knowledge now and now it's about applying the things that I've learned when it comes to self-growth and, and emotions and thoughts. And I've, I've caught, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. I have caught myself doing the work and, and it's starting to make sense now that I'm starting to apply it. And I've, I really have worked hard this week. I've caught myself in moments when I want to react a certain way. I've caught myself and I've, I've done the work and I've, I've made a different choice. And it's just, it's been in a whole bunch of little things. Um, sorry, this is a really long response. I had, I had one really cool experience where um, Sundays I always struggle the most internally because it's, I'm getting ready for the next week. I'm at home alone with not a lot to do. I'm alone with my thoughts. Sunday's really hard. And I was really struggling on Sunday. And um, a big thing I'm working on right now is taking care of myself, giving myself what I need and not relying on other people. And like self, self-soothing stuff, like what we've talked about. Anyways, I was really struggling on Sunday. Um, but going to people did seem like the right thing to do. So anyways, I, I knelt down to say prayer to ask for help. And this prayer, I think God did this on purpose. It turned into me talking to myself and telling myself everything that I wanted somebody else to tell me that day. So just, you know, like Melody, you're doing just fine. Look at everything you've done. Look at all the things you have to be grateful for. Like, you're you're slightly overreacting you know and I I just talked to myself and at the end of that prayer slash internal talking to myself uh, my anxiety was gone and I felt better and so that that was a really big success of I I I self-soothed I helped myself and that that's that was a really big deal for me so that that was cool that was my success of the week wow Wait, you didn't tell about how you got fourth in that trail run, too. That was not that big of a deal. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> I did a, a trail marathon this weekend, and it was on three weeks of hard training and 12 400-meter sprints two days before, and I was able to – I got fourth place with a 13-minute split, and I kept my heart rate in my zone two the entire time, so – that was wow. that was exciting. But I Jake and I were laughing. We we're like, it's funny how this has just kind of become like it was such an anticlimactic day. Like we went and did this marathon and came home and we we're really proud of ourselves, but we we're like, it's funny how this has become so anticlimactic. Like this is just what we do on the weekends now. And we don't even tell our friends and family because it's to the point now where people are like, Okay, cool. 
Like you guys have more fun pool. <laughs> you know? But I'm proud of you for thanks. Good job. Oh my goodness. I ran another marathon. Everybody? <laughs> yeah. It's true though. That's like what you do. It's who you're becoming. So it's like this is what we do. But it's also important to celebrate those things because those are still celebrations. So for sure. For That's sure. Awesome. So thanks for bringing that up. Steph. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you self-coached yourself. Wow, that was really profound. And I just have to say, like, that's hard, you guys. It's, you know, I've had so many counselors and therapists who are like, are you ready to do the work? This is hard work. And I'm like, yeah, like, of course, I'm ready to work hard. But I didn't realize it is so hard. It is the hardest thing I've ever done. To catch yourself in those moments, to give yourself what you need is so hard you guys so 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 hard wow i'm so proud of you for doing that and also just the the power of your you know personal revelation and that journal that you have created with god this prayer journal that's allowed you to have all of this revelation that you can go back and read and that is a life-changing practice that can completely transform your spiritual connection if you actually see on your paper that God is talking to you and he has spoken to you many times. Uh, that is a transformational practice. I 100%. I'm going to do, so you guys, I have an event scheduled May 14th um, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm going to do a, 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 I'm going to do a paid event that's called Be Not Afraid. And I'm going to teach people. Yeah. So I, and I, I honestly feel like God just, like has been so supportive and um yesterday i i had a coaching call with rachel and she just talked about how she's like there's lots of plans we've made but we haven't been able to finish any of them or to execute on them so are we ready to do i'm like are we ready to to finish it to like be a finisher on one of these plans and and I was just so afraid, you guys. It was like so uncomfortable. It was horrible. Like the feeling, I had so much anxiety. And I just realized like, I have to do it. I have to like put myself out there. And if if three people come, it's a success, right? If, if one person comes, like I can over deliver for that one person, right? But um, I asked my neighbor, even asked like, where am I gonna do this, right? And my neighbor Chantel, that I don't know, I don't, I've told you guys a little bit, but I just felt like, ask Chantel, right? Like on this spot when I was with Rachel, I was like, I was receiving little promptings and, and the Heavenly Father, I was so afraid that literally into my mind came, be not afraid. Be not afraid was the thought. And I was like, I'm gonna call it be not afraid. And I'm gonna focus on helping people, um, of course, understand, whatever emotion they're feeling. So if it's anxiety or if it's fear or whatever it is that they feel like is kind of stopping them from moving forward or that's keeping them from finding a happier state in their life. Um, and then, and I just, and I also, anyway, I was talking about prayer journaling specifically, like teaching these people, how do I receive this, my own inspiration from God. But um, so, but it's, it's going to be focused on identifying our emotions and then also helping us to how do we step into the action, taking the action on the things that we do get as inspiration. So wait, when is it? It's on May 14th and it's from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And it's going to be at 
uh, it's yeah, it's just going to be right next door to my house. Yeah, we're going to do it at Chantel's house. So she, I, I texted her, I messaged her actually, and she literally, you guys, this did, this happened during the call. I got off my call and I'm like, I've got to ask Chantel, I got to do the thing, right? I pick up my phone and she's texted me straight up. No texted me, And I was like, all right, you know? So I just like sent her this voice text because I was like, I can call her, I can go next door, but I was like, don't make it hard. Just do the thing. Give her some time also to be able to think about it if she's not, you know what I mean? And so I did that and she was like immediately, yes, I would love to do that. I'd love to support you and da da da. It was just like so amazing. So that was just the most beautiful thing. And then just seeing how I was like, is the title Be Not Afraid or is it like, because I feel like it's almost, you know, that's, but I'm like, I think that's the title. Like, I think the title is what I was told when I was doing, like what I was going to do the thing, right? Is be not afraid. So anyway, so that's really exciting. And then I did complete my goal of doing three, um, <clears throat> three reels. One of them was for my podcast. One was for 52 weeks and one was for my own but I would have liked to have done more for my own my own that I didn't do, but I, I did hit three on that. Um, and I did those early on in the week, so I didn't have to scramble, I guess, but at the yeah. same time, I wanted to do more. And so it's just, for me, that's like a matter of scheduling it and being like, hey, I'm gonna do this. And so. Tracy, um, I'm so proud of you that you're starting out doing this event. Yeah. Like, I awesome, let me know when you post it. I want whatever you post. I'll share it and share it with people because I think that you really we were talking the other day. We went on a hike last week and I was like, Tracy, you have the knowledge to have a bunch of clients because you do. I mean, you coach me a melody all the time, you know, and so this is exciting. Like. I'm super excited for you to like do this paid event and that it's like, no, you are this professional that can help people and yeah. for you not to be afraid. Yeah. That's huge. I think part of it is that you are afraid, but you know, your fear, fear and excitement are the exact same physical response, right? Like I think, I think Melody's talked to us about that before, but the five second rule for Mel Robbins, she talks about, you know, five, four, three, two, one, and then you anchor to a new thought. So for example, if you're, you know, afraid to do this event, you see yourself having like a connection with the women and being able to like, feel like that they walk away saying like, wow, this was really what I needed. And this is something that I know is going to help me move forward on some of my goals, or this is the thing that I needed to just kind of reset where I'm the mindset I have towards myself or whatever. Um, I just kind of have to visualize the success of it and not and get excited for it because once it was like once Chantel said yes I was excited like I was fueled it gave me all this energy yesterday to just think about that and so yeah amazing how you can feel so unenergized and then you can have something happen and it completely changes your energy I'm so excited for you that's awesome Jason keep us updated on that yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm on to the making the steps. So yeah, anyway, but yeah, it's so exciting and I just need to do the thing. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah. And so everyone, thank you so much for listening to the, to today's podcast. We invite you 
to uh, explore meditation. Do something. You can do a breathing meditation, uh, a mantra meditation, which is when you say something to yourself as you breathe in and out. Or you can meditate while you walk around and or bike or whatever it may be. But um, take the time. You will also include the Tony Robbins meditation in here, the Brooke Snow podcast, the Matt Seeley podcast that, that Steph mentioned. And uh, just know that we are cheering you on. And of course, we hope you have a fabulous week.